What's up? Welcome back to the Old Christian Podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in, whether it be Spotify, Google, Apple, you name it. That's awesome. We're glad you're watching. And whether it be live, even we are live. And so this will probably yep. get on to YouTube, even though I've been bad. I haven't like uploaded all like the last like six podcasts to YouTube. That's my fault. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> um, but we have been getting some subscribers on YouTube. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so Really? Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. We only have like four, but you know, hey, <laughs> that's hey, more. That's, yeah. We're planting seeds. That's all that matters. That's right. That's right. Hey, and you're one of the four, so. <laughs> well, yeah, that's but, true. Uh, but anyways, with that being said, we're super stoked. Um, we are getting closer and closer to getting ready to our, our new clothing mm-hmm. prices. Um, so be on the lookout for those. I had somebody text me today asking about the prices. So uh, yes, I just, will. Just... After this is done, I'll, I'll get this check up on that. Sweet. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so it was exciting things. Exciting stuff is happening. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, in this episode, we're going to continue this series on Matthew chapter 25. In mm-hmm. this episode, we will talk about um, Jesus's response in a way of can you lose your salvation? Um, that wasn't planned. It's just kind of what I came across um, in this chapter. And of course, there's a lot of other stuff that he talks about as well. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I, I messaged you the other day about that. I you saw did. A TikTok video. <clears throat> yeah. I was confused because yeah. I feel like we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm still not 100% sure. I just... It's one of those things I'm on the fence about. I don't know what to believe. Because yeah, I've heard, like, yeah. both sides, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely dive into that. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, at least in Matthew 25, we'll stick to the context of Matthew 25. But then you and I will go off on a tangent, I'm sure, about uh, <laughs> including different verses and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but with that being said, let's just dive into it. Yeah, you let's ready? get it. Okay. No need for small talk. We're skipping into it. I'm just kidding. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, not, I'm just kidding. I want to hear about how your day's going. T- tell us about yourself, Codis. What's going on um, with you? Well, today, you know, this week's been packed, dude. I have been so busy with like football and mm-hmm. the races and everything. We have, we, so we have so people that don't know. We have sprint cars here, or whatever. And so for the shooting team to raise money, we clean up after, and we don't get home till like two in the morning. And then the next day, I have to go to Jeez. football at like Ugh. seven in the morning. And like it's just like this whole week, it's just been nonstop and. I have just been dead lately, but yeah. today was like the last day for the football thing, yeah. so that was good. So what we did was we obviously had like an hour and 30-minute practice, and we had pictures, and then we went to our team captain's house, and we had like big old breakfast buffet, and it was nice. awesome, and it was a big old party, and it was pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. Um, man, your schedule is booked. Dude, it's terrible. Like the, I have been so tired this whole week. I bet. I've just been doing stuff nonstop. Yeah, dude, you need some you time. That's what you need. I trust me, dude. I I know. <laughs> I am very well aware. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you are. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm kind of in a similar boat. Uh, I was on vacation for the first half this week, but then how was that? It was good. Um, not long enough by any means. Um, oh, vacation can never be long enough. No, definitely not. But uh, I came back and like to work, and mm. I, it's been nothing but playing catch up. And I was only gone for Ooh. like three days. And so really? like, yeah. And so I've been sitting at home, just email after email and quote after quote. And, and that uh, sucks. it sucks, but it's, it's good at the same time because the more quotes I put out, the more money I make. So, um, oh, well, that's good. It is good. It's just, I'm definitely busy. So, um, yeah. but with that being said, busy is God blessing me by all means. So, yes. Um, <laughs> and dude, God is blessing me beyond measure at this point. Oh, so I started, I noticed, I told you, but I'll tell the like, people listening, I guess. So I started uh, at Crossroads, my church, right, with the uh, the youth ministry. And so it's kind of cool because I haven't told, like, I guess the entire podcast, this whole story. So I'm going to kind of keep it brief. But uh, I went to this church when I was itty bitty, you know, like one to five. Um, and then my dad became a pastor. Um, and so I followed him to that church, of course. And then 
uh, as I got to college, I moved away. But anyways, me and my wife, job brought us back here. So I'm going to the church I went to as a kid. Now. That's cool. That is and, really uh, cool. It is cool. And so when I first came back, I met with the pastor. Um, and I told him, it was like, hey, this is what God has called me to do. Um, I, I Let me use my gifts in some way, form, or fashion. He's like, I got you. And so uh, it took a few months of just going through the, the steps of getting acquainted with the church, through the growth track program and stuff. Um, but as soon as I finished that, um, it like nothing happened. I was like, what is happening? Like, why? Like, cause you like my, they got my wife plugged in quick. Like she was in the children's ministry. Like she found like all these different small groups and stuff and then like nothing with me. And I'm like, what is happening? And then, um, out of the blue, she, uh, my wife, she goes to have a meeting with somebody from the church. And the next thing I know, uh, the youth pastor reaches out to me. He's like, Hey, I heard this, this, this about you. want to help you out. And so anyways, so he's like, I think you could, uh, we could help use your help here. And so anyways, I go cool. and, uh, well, it, it's very neat because like, I feel like the, the, the normal steps to take were just bypassed for me. <laughs> um, because hey, God told you, you don't have to take those. He's saying you're ready now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty neat. So I, uh, I've really only talked to the youth pastor, pastor a few times. And anyways, now he has me speaking, uh, in front of however many students it's somewhere between one to 200 every, every time I speak. Um, wow. That's, I get, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I get like a five to 10 minute spiel. It's pretty neat. Um, Dude, that, that's cool. That would be so fun. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's really neat. Cause I, I mean, that's what I really enjoy for some reason. <laughs> I, I hate public speaking in terms of like a classroom, but put me yeah. on stage. Talking but when about it God comes to God, it. yeah, I'm yes. the exact same way. Like yes. I am terrible. at just talking about the like, random stuff, but when it comes to God, like, dude, I can go on for hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing, dude. Um, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit just works too. So it was actually kind of funny. Um, so I started that the first time, um, on Wednesday and this past Wednesday. So two days ago and I I didn't, I wasn't given like any information as to what I was supposed to to do. I was just told I was supposed to be the hype man. And so (laughs) he gave me a couple of Chick-fil-A gift cards and said, all right, you got 10 minutes. And so I was like, okay. And, uh, so anyways, it was, it was really neat. So I kind of changed the, you know, the TikTok trend where it's like, uh, well, I'll just say the words, but in the TikTok video, the sound is like, if you like smoking weed, can I get a heck yeah. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. Heck. So I reworded that, um, uh, into a more middle school appropriate, uh, thing. And so the theme for the night was small group. So I ended it with, if you're not in a small group, can I get an, Oh yeah. And I got a few. Oh yeah. So I go, gotcha. So if you don't know where to go for a small group, meet me right here at the end of the service. Dude, so anyways, that sounds so awesome. Yeah, it was pretty neat. I uh, I really liked it. So, but with anyways, I'm I'm getting off topic. We've started. This has been like a six minutes already into it. And That's I hadn't okay. Started. Hey, man, it's um, been a minute. It feels like. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it has been a minute, but um, all right, let's just dive into it. Let's we, get it, man. Got, I'm excited. All right, so this is really good stuff. So we're talking about Matthew chapter 25. To recap, mm-hmm. we talked about Matthew 20, 24. Um, a little bit about it. So Jesus told the disciples, um, Codus, you, you probably recall better than I will. He told the disciples a little bit about um, his second coming, like the signs yeah, of and the, and the, the tribulation stuff. Exactly. And so it's a pretty neat little chapter. Um, yeah, there's a lot to but, it. And he does kind of continue that conversation a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Matthew 25, Jesus then gives the parable of the, the 10 bridesmaids, and that's how it starts. And so just to kind of summarize it, because it's a fairly lengthy parable. He gives us a few parables in this chapter. They're all fairly lengthy. Um, just to summarize, though, it starts out with five wise and five fool women. They were all bridesmaids. Um, and so five of them were wise and five were fools. Now, the ones that were wise, they were wise. 
because they brought extra oil for their lamps um, or their candles, however you want to call it, right? Um, their lanterns, if you will. So, and then the five fools, they brought just enough oil for enough light to meet the groom. And so that's what they're doing is they're trying to find and try to meet the groom. And so uh, they went to where they're supposed to meet the groom and the groom was late. And so um, it says that they fell asleep waiting for the groom. And so, of course, because they waited so long, their candles or whatever you want to call them, their lanterns, so on, ended up burning out. So they ran out of oil, uh, the ones that didn't bring enough, that is. And so then somebody woke up and, and shouted, oh, the groom's coming. And so um, they all wake up and they're all flipping out now because five of them don't have enough oil for their lanterns or their candles to keep burning. And so <laughs> um, they say, OK, well, uh, let's all share. Let's all share. And then the uh, the ones that brought the, the extra oil, they end up saying something along the lines of we, we can't do this. It doesn't have we won't have enough for everybody if we you know mm -hmm. share. So why don't you just run to the store and come back? So the five that didn't bring enough oil, they go to the store. And while they're at the store, this groom finally comes. And so um, they end up going to like this party, this feast, what have you. And so just as they were supposed to, except the five that went to the, uh, the store to get more oil, they came back and the door was locked. And so what's interesting about that is. Um, oh, I see where this is going. Yeah, yeah. That's why I have this whole thing highlighted. Uh -huh. And so. Um, so Jesus or the I guess in the parable, um, it was the groom said because the door is locked, he said, you too must keep watch for, you know, the, the you don't know the day or the hour. And so mm -hmm. Jesus, that's kind of how he wrapped up the parable. The whole point of it was that you don't know the day or the hour that I'm coming yeah. back. Likewise, they didn't know the day or the hour that the groom was going to come. I so, like uh, the analogy that I read about last yeah. week, whatever, about like the house robbery, like, you know, there's a robber mm -hmm. about to come to your house and steal all of your possessions, but you don't know mm -hmm. the when you don't know like how or anything. So yeah. If you knew he was going to come and rob your house, why not mm -hmm. stay at your house and stay on guard, you know? Yep. I, I love that analogy. That's yeah. Perfect. And it's funny how, like, Jesus literally in the same room, because this, this, uh, Matthew 25 is the same conversations mm -hmm. that were happening with 24. And so <laughs> Jesus is just, like, rattling off these parables, trying yeah. to get these people to understand. Matthew's probably just trying to write all these down. He's like, right. hold on, Jesus. <laughs> but, like, for real, though, like, he's just trying to get people to understand the severity or, or the, rather, the urgency um, and I guess so he's telling all these different parables to try to reiterate the point. Um, but here's my question to you, Totus. And this is a, a I want you, you to think about it. my sister like screaming? Oh, I don't hear it. No. Okay, good. She keeps on me, me, <laughs> like, making random noises. Awesome. So I didn't know if you could hear that or not. No, 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 no. Um, good. <laughs> so here's the question I want to ask you and whoever's listening. So what is the oil? Now, if we're looking at the parable, that is, what is the oil? Not oil. <laughs> what is the oil? <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, what oil. is the oil that we run out of? Because if we can oh, be like... so we are called to be lights. You know, we are the lighthouse, maybe. We're mm -hmm. not the lighthouse, we're the light. So if our light shines, we're supposed to be the shining light or something. Um, faith, maybe? Faith? I just got a phone call you cut out. You said faith? Oh, yeah, faith, maybe? I agree. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Nice. I'm impressed. Um, All day. I, I like that. The flex. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's faith. Um, so now we've talked about the faith of a mustard seed. So you can have different varying levels of faith. Yeah. Um, so likewise, you can run out of faith. And so this is going into the can you lose your salvation conversation, which 
it's probably leading to a point that you are kind of like, what, really? Mm -hmm. But uh, we'll get to that in a minute. So hold that thought about faith and then possibly being able to lose it or run out of it. Um, So then Jesus goes in the next parable. He says, the kingdom of heaven can also be explained like this. He says, there's three men. There's, uh, he gives, uh, basically what happens is, I'm just going to summarize it again. Um, a servant, or rather a master, leaves. He gives uh, three of his servants a certain varying level, uh, or I guess amount of bags of money. Um, mm-hmm. So he gives one servant five bags of money. He gives one servant two bags of money. And he gives another servant one bag of money. Um, and so he, uh, and then it says in verse 15, this is what I want to talk about as well. So the, the, the master divided up his servants um, based on proportion of their abilities. So the one that he gave five bags of money to, he had more abilities than, say, the one with two bags of money. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So God, based off of this alone, we know that God entrusts more with others based on their abilities. So what do you think abilities are, Codis? It's probably a basic question. I think it's probably like, um, for example, like there's preaching. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it's worship or something. For sure. Because, um, I mean, I know God gives people short, certain skills to help mm-hmm. them in their walk. Sure. Um, I can't think of – so preaching, you know, worship. I don't know what else there is, but there's probably a lot more that I just are, are, am not yeah. thinking about at the moment. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, I, I guess let me ask the question this way. How would you define – or no, rather, how would you obtain abilities? How do you get abilities? The Holy Spirit. The Holy okay. Spirit. That, for sure. So that would so definitely is it the fruit be, uh, of the spirit. You think then? Well, well, I, I guess think th- those everyone has those really. Um, yeah. So I think you're hitting at, at half of ability. So that would be like the natural ability. So I'm going to say that's natural once we receive the, the Holy God-given Spirit. God-given abilities. God-given abilities. I would include Ooh. that as natural. See, Russell Wilson. Uh, wait, yeah, Russell Wilson. He's a he's a Christian and stuff, and he's yeah. like, oh, you know, God gave me this ability to play football, you know, mm-hmm. so that I can like kind of tell people about God too and stuff because sure. he's done a lot of videos like about God and stuff. So maybe yeah, God gave yeah. him the athletic ability so that he could do that. Or like Justin Bieber, for example, I, you know, not, mm-hmm. a, I'm on the fence cause it's Hollywood and all that, but you know, God gave him the ability to sing. So, you mm-hmm. know, maybe because he started, I, there was a video I saw, it was like only a few weeks old, but at, he goes to a church and he actually sang at the worship and I'm telling you, dude, if he made some worship songs, it'd be pretty good. Like, it was, yeah. like his voice is so good. I, mm-hmm. I don't care if I sound weird for liking Justin Bieber, but Justin Bieber has a nice voice, dude. When he's he singing worship, that's yeah. a good voice. Like, that's saw, a good worship. For sure. I saw a video of him, like, belting How He Loves by David Crowder, and I was like, I love that. Um, I think I've seen that one, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, that's, yeah, I really hope that it's not fake. But I, yeah. I, I'll never be able to judge that. So, yeah, um, I think it's legitimate. Uh, yeah. We all have things we can work on, by all means. But mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. faith is. And I think a lot, okay, this is a little tangent, kind of off. Sorry, but sure. a lot of people need to real. Oh, I just dropped something. Anyway, a lot of people need to realize that, like, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're a perfect human. Like, we all make mistakes. You know, absolutely. We yeah. are. There is no one that is perfect. And if they say they're perfect, mm-hmm. they are a fat liar. Because. I, you know, I have a lot of things I have to work on personally. I'm not a perfect oh, yeah. Christian. Oh, but yeah. the thing is, we still try, you know, we repent. We try to walk with God. Mm-hmm. We try to turn away from our problems, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, and while we're on this topic, it's it's not related in any way, I guess. But uh, I had this guy reach out to me. It was multiple months ago, probably a year ago at this point. And uh, 
he said that he didn't feel like he was saved or he had faith because he found himself constantly sinning. And mm-hmm. so I guess somebody that's listening to this podcast, because we're talking about, I guess somebody that's listening to this podcast needs to hear this. Um, God doesn't expect you to be perfect. In fact, there's a story of the rich man. Uh, we've talked about in the previous podcast. Um, <laughs> this guy says, well, Jesus, he's talking to Jesus. He says, Jesus, what can I do to get to heaven? And so Jesus says something along the lines of, uh, well, you can follow my commandments. And he's like, okay, I've done all of those things. And so then Jesus says, okay, well, if you want to be perfect, then you can go sell all of your possessions and give the money to the poor. Oh, yeah, we read about this. Uh-huh. And so then the guy gets all sad and stuff because yeah. he, he, he didn't want to sell his stuff. He was a rich man. And so likewise, I want to go back – or <laughs> likewise. So I want to go back to the point what I said about how Jesus says if you want to be perfect. Now, mm-hmm. Jesus knew – he is all-knowing. Jesus knew that that man would not go and sell all of his stuff. Yeah. So – with that being said, likewise, he doesn't expect you to be perfect. He doesn't expect you to be sinless. So, I mean, that's why he died on the cross for us, because he knew we were human. And he exactly. knew that we were born into a fallen world, you know? Exactly. <clears throat> and a lot of times people forget that when Christ died, his, his blood covers all sins. That's past, mm-hmm. present, future. That is every sin that is for these saved individuals. So, and that's, you can go look at, I think it's First John chapter 1, somewhere around verse 8. It might be chapter 2. Um, where it says that he, it's one is it chapter so. one yeah one his uh 14 his, no somewhere hey, around there yeah somewhere but, anyway. uh, that's where it says that his christ blood when he when it was shed covered all sins so with that being said um he doesn't expect you to be perfect but there is a difference however versus living in sin and being a christian who mm-hmm. strives to not sin um now if you're living in sin then that means you're actively choosing your sin as an idol over god now yeah, I guess for most people that hear that, they're like, that doesn't make any sense. I just, I just, uh, I just enjoy my sin. So if you are actively choosing something, I, let's, let's make it more relatable because most people think of idols as like golden calves, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> Wait, um, I have a whole think, list of them here in this book. Yeah, yeah. Um, so oh. what, how, Codis, how would you define <clears throat> then an idol so, in terms of? An idol is very sim- simple. Anything you put above God. So mm-hmm. you should always put God in everything you do. I mean, it's in Corinthians, I think, maybe not, maybe Romans, but it says mm-hmm. whatever you do, always put God first. Whether you eat, drink, sleep, whatever it is, always put God first. Something mm-hmm. along that line, obviously. Yeah. Um, but so if, say, you're working for a job, say, I don't remember what you do, but say you're making phone calls or whatever, mm-hmm. but you always put God first. Like, God, you know, this is this. But say that job started to take a priority. You kind of like mm-hmm. push God as- aside and said, I got to do yep. this. So you start mm-hmm. focusing more on the job than God. That's yep. instantly an idol. Yep. Even like literally just playing video games can be an idol. If mm-hmm. you spend more time with your games than God, then it's an idol. So mm-hmm. I want to say this now, like a screen time, for example, I made a video about this, but say your Bible had a screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you look at your phone, you know, there's 15 hours on Snapchat, whatever, maybe not, that's a lot, but you know what I mean? There's this mm-hmm. many hours, like how many hours would you actually have with your Bible Versus yeah. all the things on your phone. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that you should have 27 hours in your Bible. Like, yes, that would be nice. And I would honestly love that. But that's not easy to do. But I guess my whole tangent here, I kept just kind of going off. That anything you put above God is pretty much an idol. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of just rambled all. No, no. And I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. Now, I want to add this. Oftentimes, and this is the idol that we don't realize we have. 
then Codas. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody else say this. Um, so this is an idol that we don't know that we have, but we make ourselves an idol. Yes. So when we are making ourselves an idol, that is when we are choosing our own selfish desires then mm-hmm. over God. Now, when we choose our selfish desires over God, and it becomes a recurring theme. Obviously, we aren't perfect. God expects that, or rather, he expects us to not be perfect. Um, or rather, he knows we can't be perfect. So mm-hmm. there's a difference between falling and failing and constantly choosing to indulge in that selfishness. And so that is what, when it becomes an idol, is when you constantly choose to indulge purposefully in that selfishness rather than indulging in God. So your selfishness yeah. would be not, or uh, would be the idol there mm, so because a lot of time god will i'll talk about it a little in the next podcast actually but mm-hmm. god will put us in uncomfortable positions but sure. say you know like because when trials come we have to go to god we have to run to god the more we stay in the word the more it's going to help us mm-hmm. so instead of being uncomfy it's human nature to be comfortable you know so when things sure. get tough we just shut down we just stop mm-hmm. so yep. i guess what i'm going with here is when things are getting tough and god tests you and you decide, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go get comfortable and do my own thing. I would say that kind of works with that, the selfish yeah. idolism, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Because you're preferring your own comfortable level mm-hmm. levels other than what God wants you to be. And not growing, then, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so <laughs> it took me a minute to find back where we were. We'll kind of get back into where we're at. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so that was, we said that... Uh, in verse 15, Jesus says in the parable, dividing it in proportion of their abilities. So God entrusts more of some people based on their abilities. And abilities can be, and this is where we got, we got sidetracked at, but abilities can be both natural or learned. So mm-hmm. we talked a lot about the natural abilities. Um, you talked about uh, Russell Wilson, how he talks about football. I mm-hmm. think football, he has a, a natural gift, a natural talent, but then he learned or he taught himself the work ethic. He taught himself yeah. um certain aspects of the game, right? So with that being said, abilities can be natural and learned. And so if you want to be entrusted with more bags of money, if according to this parable, not necessarily physical money by any means, but yeah. if you want to be trusted with more, you need to learn more to be trusted with more. So since you, you can't change what you were born with, you can change what you learn though. So um, if you want to... to be held. Uh, well, that's probably a bad example. But if uh, if you want God to trust you with more, then you need to know more about His Word by all means. Yeah, exactly. So, but anyways, moving on. So uh, going on with the parable. So um, the the guy that received five bags of money, he goes out, he invests it, he gets five bags more. So he comes back with ten bags of money. And then the guy that was given two bags of money, he goes out and invests it, he gets brings back two more. So he comes back with four bags of money. And then there's this one guy, the guy that got the one. He said, I don't want to lose it. I don't want to make my master mad. So I'm going to go bury it in the ground. So he dug a hole, buried the bag of cash in the ground. So then when the master returned, uh, he talked to the guy that he gave five bags first. And he, uh, the, the guy that got the five bags showed the, the master the ten bags. And so the master then showed him praise. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And so it says that he was trusted with more. Or mm-hmm. rather, it says that he will be trusted with more money. And so, but I want to point out, the master did not give him more money on the spot. That'll be important in a minute. Yeah, so, we're going to learn about that next episode too a little bit. Okay. Um, then he looks at the guy with the two bags of money, and he says the same thing. He receives praise, and then he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. You will be trusted mm-hmm. with more. Okay. Then he looks at the guy with the one. 
And uh, so he says, where's the money? And he says, so here's your one bag. He says, I didn't want to, to lose it. So I, I dug a hole and I put it in the ground. And he, um, he says, I don't understand that this is the guy, the master in the parable. And mm-hmm. so then the servant in the parable says, well, I knew you were a harsh man. Let's pause and for a moment. Nowhere in this parable does it say that the master was harsh. So this servant had made up his mind about the master. Okay, with with no context, with no reason, he made up his mind about the master. He says, "I knew you were a harsh man." Um, so with that being said, I think people oftentimes like this guy make up their mind about God, and so they don't go and do like we are called to do. Mm-hmm. Just like this guy, how he did, he didn't go and invest the money. Instead, he just dug a hole. He, he made sure he didn't try to lose it. Right. Mm-hmm. So people oftentimes make up their mind about God, and it's wrongfully made up. With that being said. And so then the master looks at the guy and says, you're wicked and lazy. And so he then takes the money from the guy, the one bag of money, man. And he takes the money from him, and then he gives it to the, the tin bagger, the guy that has five bags of money, then mm-hmm. made five more. And so now let's go back to what I said earlier. Remember how I said it's, it's important that the master didn't give the money, the more money to the servant at first. Um, so he took the money from the one and gave it back to the guy with the, the 10 bags of money. Now, I think this goes to show that the master, of course, the master in this parable is Jesus, right? So the master here knows, or rather he knew that the, the guy with one bag wasn't going to bring back more than one bag. And so he knew that he was going to take the money back from the one bagger so that he could give it to the guy that had five bags. So it just goes to show God's all knowing, right? Yeah. Um, because he told the guy with five bags, he's like, look, I'll give you more. And he didn't give him more in the moment. So sometimes if you are the five bagger, you have to be patient um, and wait for something to happen. Um, you know that God has told you something sometimes, but you're like, I know God has promised me this, but why am I not seeing it? It's because you need to be patient. Be, uh, have that, that patient endurance. Um, suffer patiently. Endurance, I like that. And, uh, and just wait. And then God will ultimately, if he has promised it to you, will give it to you. But again... I just want to reiterate because I feel like I, I've, I haven't said it enough, I guess. Um, the master knew what was going to happen. And so he gave the money then back to the person with the five. So with that being said, um, do well with what you're given and you will yeah. be given more is what Jesus says. And he says, do nothing, then you lose the little that you have. Mm-hmm. So, Codus, I asked you at the beginning about the other parable. Uh, I asked you what the oil was and you said faith. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, likewise, obviously there's a reason for every parable and somehow these two parables yes. connect. Likewise, I think this one is also about faith. So we talked about in the last parable, how yes, you, can, you can, you can run out of oil mm-hmm. or we, you can run out of faith And this parable. Um, likewise, if you do nothing with your faith, you yeah. will therefore lose your faith. I, yeah, I, I made a video about this just a few uh-huh. minutes ago, but, well, I guess a while back ago. But anyway, so a lot of people, like, when we pray, you know, we pray that God, like, Lord, give me the strength to do something. Give me the courage. Give me the patience. But mm-hmm. see, God's not going to just give you those things. He's not just mm-hmm. going to say, here you go. No, he's going to make you work for it. So if for you sure. pray for knowledge, he's going to give you problems to solve. If, mm-hmm. if you pray for strength, he's going to give you situations where you have to be courageous, where you have to be brave. If you pray for, you know, whatever it is, God is going to make you grow. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to just give you stuff. He wants you to grow as a person, spiritually and physically. For sure. So I know what a lot of people are probably thinking right now. 
based off those two parables, I said that you, if you have faith, then you can run out of faith and that you, if you do nothing with your faith, then you can lose faith. Mm-hmm. So am I implying that we can lose our salvation? No, I'm not. So and I know what a lot of people think like, that's totally just contradictory, Jared. Now, here's the thing. There is a difference between faith and salvation. Okay, so can we lose our salvation? No, we can't lose something that we never had, right? That's true, because your dad actually made a video about this, I think. Mm-hmm. But it was like, do I deserve heaven? No. Am I saved? It was, it was something like, yeah. am I saved? No. But when it gets yeah. to judgment day, I'm going mm-hmm. to be judged. So I think, I think I see where you're going with this. Technically, you and me, we're not even saved right now. Mm-hmm. Like, is that kind of where you're going with? Like, we're not saved till judgment day. I was going to get to that in a second, but we can talk about it now. So, yes. Okay. So, saved, when, when people say, when Christians say, well, are you saved? It is mm-hmm. saved in, uh, we say in past tense, but really it is future tense. Because we are talking about, like, you can't be, like, what am I saved from right now? Absolutely nothing yeah. as of right now. Now, I will be saved the demons. from, right, but I'll be saved from my sins on judgment yeah. day because I do have faith and I believe and I follow along mm-hmm. with um, the commandments, right, as best I can. So, Yes. When it talks about, are you saved? It's talking about judgment day. So as of right now, technically nobody is saved. However, nope. there are people of faith. And mm-hmm. so it talks about that with Abraham's bosom, the people that we're, had we're faith. Saved. It says in Ecclesiastes or Ephesians uh, mm-hmm. three something. It says that we're saved through our faith. You know, mm-hmm. we're saved through faith. We're not saved through saved. We're saved yeah. through Ephesians our faith. Ephesians says that we are Ephesians, saved. Ephesians, yes. Yep. Saved by grace through faith. Mm-hmm. And so likewise with Abraham's bosom, uh, I forget what chapter it is, but in Matthew where it talks about it, it's in Luke as well. Um, it says that Abraham's bosom was a place for people of faith. So with that being said, can you lose your salvation? Um, no, because if you're saved, you're saved, right? But you can have varying levels of faith in that we can look at that with the faith of mustard. That's Matthew chapter 17. You can look at all different aspects of scripture and there, there is definitely evidence of faith of differing degrees. Like even look at Judas yeah. as people of faith. Um, there's only one chapter in Jude. Um, but you look, it, it says that, uh, it's, I forget the, um, Jude, Jesus' brother Jude, he's talking of course in Jude. And he says that there are people of, uh, this is, he's I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. Goodness. Um, anyways, it says there, I don't want to waste my time and flip to it. It's somewhere around like verse 15 <laughs> or 20. But it says that they're, uh, you're supposed to be speaking to the people with uh, wavering faith. So we know that people's faith can waver. Of course, we, we see this all the time when people um, doubt their own salvation, right? Yeah. So, again, you can have differing levels of faith, but that doesn't uh, – faith and salvation are different. So um, can you lose your salvation? We'll find – I mean, your, your salvation is determined at judgment mm-hmm. day. Um, it's Calvinism so, that believes that once saved, always saved, right? Is that how um, Calvinism is you believe that everything is predetermined. Um, okay. so, so, yeah, once saved, always, yeah. yeah I, I, I tried to, like, kind of study about Calvinism a little bit, but mm-hmm. it was a little confusing, so I kind of just quit. Yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I need to brush up on it, but I know there's Calvinistic views and there's Arminian, uh, sorry, Arminius. Yeah. yeah. Calvinism, Arminianism. There we go. Something along those lines. And so one is predestination and one is free will. Um, and of course, with that being said, I think it's a mixture of both. We aren't going to get into the huge topic by any means right now because um, that's a, an hour long episode in and of yeah. itself. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So in terms of salvation, we don't know necessarily salvation until judgment day. Now we can know based off fruits and, you know, I can know yeah. my, my salvation based off of my faith in this current life. I can only know mine. I can't know anybody else's cause I know my heart. Yeah. Um, but well, most of the time, can't say all the time. God knows better than I do. Um, <laughs> How's so again, say, yeah. there's a differentiation between salvation and faith. Yes. Um, so yes, you can lose faith. Um, so this what the, the question is in terms of, can you lose your salvation? is what is truly a Christian? What is truly somebody that is saved? The question isn't necessarily, um, can you lose your salvation? Because no, you can't lose your salvation because likewise, I agree with uh, Calvinism on this point or Reformed theology that if you are saved, then God knows it and you are going to be saved. Mm -hmm. So, but with that being said, people can lose their faith. And so that's where the distinction needs to be made because since people can lose their faith, that means that they will not be saved. And so the distinction, the question needs to be asked is who is truly saved or who has true faith. It's not who can or can't be saved. I think everybody can agree if you actually look at what the Bible says, that if you are saved, then you will be saved. Yeah. Um, you can't lose that salvation, um, but you can lose faith. And so there's obviously, and I'm going to keep rep repeating it because I feel like this could be a very confusing subject. There's a differentiation between faith and salvation. You can lose your faith, but you can't lose your salvation. If you are truly saved, then you will keep your salvation. But if you are not truly saved, yet you have faith, then you can lose your faith and thus losing what you thought was salvation. Um, I think that will be as clear as clear as mud. <laughs> um, clear as mud. There it is. That's, but never that's about before. as clear as we can make it. So, um, but with that being said, so we're going to continue to uh, Matthew yeah, chapter 25. Still got more. <clears throat> yeah, because that's what we're looking at is Matthew chapter 25. We're just going through it. Um, and then at the end of that parable, because um, I kind of went on tangent there, this is still the, the it five. Was a, it was a worth tangent, though. It, it's what was needed sure. to be said. For sure. Um, so we're going off of the five, two, and one bag individuals in this parable. Um, and so at the end of it, um, Jesus says that when the Son of Man returns, he will separate. This might be a, a different parable, actually. Let's see. Yes, sorry. End of, the, end of that parable. So yeah, this is the sheep and goats. Said. This is the sheep and goats one. So he says, when the Son of Man returns, he will separate the goats from the sheep. So he then says that the sheep will inherit uh, heaven. Um, and he says that they will inherit heaven because they were serving the least among them. So uh, if they needed food or somebody needed clothes, they were had a servant's heart and they gave, right? And so he says, uh, you serve me. This is Jesus speaking. You served me when you served them. Mm -hmm. And so then he looks at the other hand, which is the goats. And he says, not the greatest of all time. <laughs> no. Um, but he looks at the goats and he says, away with you into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. And so let's talk about goats for a second. Okay. <laughs> so, well, well, I'll, I'll wait, I guess. So he talks more about the goats and he says, you, however, you did not serve the least among you. So, um, I guess I don't really need to explain that. It makes, it makes enough sense. So they saw the people suffering. They saw the people yeah. that needed food, clothing, all that fun stuff, and they did not serve. Um, and so now let's talk about goats for a second. What religion or uh, belief idolizes a goat? Isn't it Satanism? Satanism. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, have the, they have the goat. They, they have the goat. I think it's kind of interesting how Satan has kind of used the goat and there's a goat in this. Anyways, it's just a side thought. I don't um, like goats, dude. Yeah, but I want to point out in Matthew chapter 12, verse 30, Jesus says, if you're not with me, then you are against me, right? And so with that being said, if you are not a sheep, if you are not the individual, 
that is serving the least of these. Um, now, I'm not preaching a works-based salvation by any means because we are saved by grace through faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I am saying is that in John three sixteen through 20 or 21, that there is a part of belief is action. And uh, James chapter 2 says that if you have faith, then works will follow because works is a byproduct of faith. Yes. So with that being said, because people like to think whatever they want to think about that. With that being said, Jesus says in Matthew 12, verse 30, if you're not with me, you're against me. So if you are not a sheep, if you are not doing, if you love God, you will keep his commandments. If you are not loving God, if you're not keeping his commandments, then you are therefore not a sheep. And if you are not a sheep, you are therefore a goat. And yes. a goat will suffer an eternal fire prepared for the demon and, mm-hmm. and uh, sorry, the devil and his demons. Now, I'm going I'm to interrupt real quick. Someone asked what verse are we on. We are reading Matthew 25 right now. And we are on the parable of Matthew 25, 31, all the way through 46. That is where we are at right now. Yep. Sorry, I just wanted to let this person know. No, you're good. And I'm, I'm kind of quoting scripture all throughout, but that's where we're kind of focusing on is Matthew yes. 25. Um, and so going back to that, um, Jesus says that if you, you refuse to serve the least among you, therefore you are a goat. Uh, and goat is not greatest of all time as Satan has allowed our society to kind of twist. Being a goat in this parable is not a good thing. No. So if it told us, if I said you're a goat, that is not. That nope, is not I'm good. a sheep. Bah. That, that's right. Bah. Well, I guess goats, bah, well, I guess, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Ah, um, I don't know. Hey, but at least uh, at least sheep are, are clean and white, right? Once they get cleaned properly. Yeah, once they get clean. I was going to yeah. say, well. Yeah, yeah. And once, they're fluffy uh, and they're fun to hey, pet. We, hey, we're like sheep, right? We are made or we're cleansed through Christ's blood for us. We are made clean. We are sheep. Ooh, ooh. Um, that's ooh, the sound of ooh. the police. Ooh. Ooh. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's an old song. You ever play yes. Need for Speed? Oh yeah, PlayStation Two, dude. That was yes. my thing. I was always the yes. cops. I loved, I loved, yeah. I loved the chasing people and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, we're, so we're we're talking about the exact same game because I, I did the exact same thing. So there's a song on the radio in that game, and it was yep. that song. The yep. Whoop, whoop, yep. That's the I remember, yep. Love it, dude. That game was it was so it was good. Yeah. I still have my PS2, and I still have Need for Speed. I played it, like, three months ago. I can't really? Remember. Yeah, it's so nice. I, I, I sold mine a long time ago, and I, I still regret it because yeah. those things are classic, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love uh, – I, I don't know if you played baseball, but this is just completely off topic. But oh, yeah. I love Slugfest, specifically yes. two, 2006. That was a fun Loved game. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think they're remaking them now. Or like I sure hope more. so. Those were by far the best baseball games ever made. Like, screw 2K, screw MLB The Show – Slugfest. By Dude, the far show kind of sucks. I'm not gonna lie. It yeah, I have sucks. it. It's okay. I mean, it, it's it's, it's the a best baseball that, game. Yeah, I think it's oh, the best. That's did out you see now, the Field of Dreams thing? I did. That's in Iowa, by the way. I saw that. Yeah. Iowa represent. I know. How far away is that from you? By um, the way? it's not that far. It's probably like three-ish hours, two, three hours. Yeah. So okay. I guess, I mean, I guess that's far, but yeah, you know. I mean, that's close enough. Yeah, I drove by it. It's so cool. Really. That's yeah, awesome. I gotta drive by it once. I love that. Um, so we're wrapping up this here, but with that being said, we'll answer all questions at the end of the podcast. Yes. But so I also want to point out there is a belief, a, a small sect of Christians, maybe not that small anymore, that believe that there's a difference between punishment um, and uh, what am I thinking of? They think that hell is going to be temporary eternally, um, and then their souls would just cease to exist. Um, and so they will argue that um, eternal punishment and eternal um, fire is different. So they'll say that punishment yeah, I, is like being I guess sentenced. I've never thought of that because like after a thousand years, it's just going to be gone. So like 
Well, no. Right? So after a thousand years, that's just when Satan is released from his, his pit. Where does um, he go? I guess on a whole other episode we can dive deep into, but yeah, that's that's we talked a little bit about it before. So we have this earth, and then we have, uh, of course, the tribulation that will occur on this earth, and then um, at the end of this earth, at the creation of the new earth, um, right, kind of between those two, that's when Satan is going to be um, cast in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. He'll be locked away, right, and at the end of a thousand years, so we're still on the second earth, the second uh, kingdom at this point. Um, that is when, after a thousand years, an angel will unlock Satan from the bottomless, bottomless pit, and then he will have free reign again. And then it says shortly after that, that is where God will kind of end all, be all, rain a fire down on his armies, gone. So um, now here's my, my thoughts with this, which we can talk more about that in another, unless you have a question. Do you have a question about that? Me? No, yeah. I was just wondering, like, why I – how that all ended, I guess. Yeah. I need to do more research on uh, if that, if God destroys their souls at that point or if he all just I know is them. they go bye-bye. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know what happens. Yeah. Um, I know God wins in the end. So I guess. Well, hey, yeah, there we go. So I guess he probably cool. does destroy their souls at this point, at least Satan and his, and his armies. Um, yeah. But I, I'd be curious. Oh, I guess it's eternal. So it, I guess uh, God wouldn't would not destroy the. We'll ask the souls him when we get up there. How about that? Exactly. Yeah. Right. I, I'll <laughs> oh, do God, more research on it. See what I come up with. Um, but going back to the the thing I was talking about, so they will say that punishment is different than the eternal fire and the the lake of fire and that sorts of thing. However, Jesus uses eternal punishment and eternal fire interchangeably here. So that kind of discredits their whole idea there, that it's, it's, mm-hmm. they're separate events eternally. They are one and the same. There is eternal fire um, for those that are the goats. Um, and again, not the greatest of all time. That's, that's all I think of now. Like when I hear goat, I just yeah. think of greatest of all time. Like, well, I instantly think of just Tom Brady because <laughs> everyone just calls yeah. him a goat. Yeah, but let's think about it. You know, Jesus did say that the greatest among you will be the least and the least will be the greatest. Just saying. So I'm not a but, goat. I'm not a goat at all. I am the opposite. No, we are definitely sheep. I'm a sheep. Um, but yeah, so just to kind of reiterate that the eternal punishment and eternal fire are interchangeable here. That yeah. goes to show that they're all the same eternally. Um, but anyways, with that being said, um, that is Matthew chapter 25. And what do you know? Nice. Right at the 40, 45 minute or so mark. Look so, at that. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Codus? What's, I liked uh, it, dude. There that was, a, was meaty. I bet you could yeah. dive into deep into that for hours. For sure. There's so much to break down in there. For sure. Yeah, there's a lot. We did pretty um, good, though. We, we dove deep in it. Yeah, well, if any of you ever listen to our podcast and you ever have any oh, questions. Um, cut out feel, there. Oh, okay. Um, if any of you ever have any questions when you listen to our podcast or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm always going to encourage you to get into the word yourself. Um, yes. but I'm also going to encourage you to also reach out to us. We respond the best on Instagram DMS. Um, it's open to anybody. So, uh, go to our Instagram and you can just search Yolt Y O L T. We ought to pop up at that point. Um, but something along those lines. So feel free to message us, DM us. Um, <clears throat> so with all of that being said, um, I'm no fire and brimstone preacher by any means. Um, but this, this chapter does talk about the um, 
the 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 wheat and the the, the chafe or the chaff or whatever it is being separated, the goats and the sheep being separated. So mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about it. So with that being said, if you've heard this and you're like, okay, well, I'm probably a goat at this point. I don't uh, I don't <laughs> do the the commandments of God. I don't. Of course, if you love God, you'll keep His commandments. So I don't. If you don't keep His commandments and you're worried about your salvation. Um, because yeah. we did talk about faith. We did talk about salvation, how they are different and how if you have faith, that doesn't mean that you are saved. Um, however, um, if you've heard this and now you're thinking, oh, my goodness, am I saved? Because you've re- you've had faith just to differing degrees um, and you're wondering if you're saved. Now, I do want to clarify in this short little moment, if you are saved, you will have faith. So don't don't be confused. Um, but anyways. If you're in that boat and you're like, okay, I need to, to rethink things or I need to, to get back in the Word. I need to figure out what it takes to be saved. Um, look at Romans. Look at John. Um, and they both tell you how to be saved. Um, basically, what it takes is um, believe in your mouth, profess that your heart that you will be saved. Um, and when it says profess with your mouth, that means that you are going and you are saying these things. You are saying, look, I'm a Christian. I, I have faith. I know that Jesus is the Messiah. I know that he died and resurrected. Oh, that's what I believe. And then, of course, when you look at John chapter 316, it says for um, <laughs> I was about to say for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's not that verse. Um, Christ died so that all could be saved, all have eternal life. And so when you look at the few verses after verse 16, it goes in to talk about what belief truly is. And it is action. Um, now, again, I'm not preaching the, the fact that you have to have works to be saved. But in order to be saved, you will have a byproduct of works. That's James chapter 2. Um, and so that's also John three sixteen through 20 or 21. And that's also Romans. I think it's chapter nine, verse 10, maybe chapter 10, verse nine, something like that. Um, where it says, profess with the mouth, believe in your heart, then you'll be saved. But anyways, with yeah, all that being yeah. said, um, man, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, you were getting it, man. Um, but with all that being said, if you are in that boat, if you're in the boat of, I need to do better, or I, you know what? I just want to start over. Or you've heard this message for the first time. You've heard um, that you are probably a goat because you don't act like a sheep. Then yeah. let's let's give it a shot. Let's start over. Um, we as Christians, we of course we believe that Jesus died and resurrected on the cross. That he um, basically, well, he was the Messiah. He was God and he was man, both one hundred percent. And so, with that being said, we believe that Christians that his, the most important thing in history is his resurrection, his death and resurrection. And then in Songs of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 6, it says, For love is as strong as death. And so I want to reiterate that God's love for you, the love that he extends to you and everybody else, is just as as strong and just as important and just as impactful in your life as his death is and was. So God is extending you through Christ this free gift of love, and it is your choice to accept it. Do you want to be a sheep or do you want to be a goat and not the, the good kind of goat that society has claimed? Do you want to be saved or do you want to be unsaved? Do you want to live in paradise or do you want to live in eternal punishment, which is fire um, and outer darkness? So with all that being said, you have a choice to make. And if you want to make that choice, CODIS has a prayer for you. Yes. So repeat after me uh, in your head, out loud, whatever you want to do. I believe it is really good to pray out loud. So if, you know, scream at the top of your lungs if you want. But dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and to come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now please help me to live for you for the rest of this life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. 
Amen. Amen. Dude, I love God. He's so cool, isn't he? Absolutely. And if y'all prayed that prayer, um, actually, I'm going to start saying this now. If you prayed that prayer, um, I want you to DM us so that we can kind of give you next steps. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Please. So either try to DM us on Instagram. Um, I can't, uh, TikTok's kind of weird. Doesn't let me see yeah. every DM. So go to Instagram. Do that. Um, let us know, yes, and then we will let you know next steps, um, mm-hmm. how you can kind of uh, build your faith into a mountain rather than a mustard seed. Um, so, but yeah, man, absolutely love God. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I like the guy. Yeah. You know, I don't deserve him, but yet he still yeah. sent his son to die for us. Yeah, that's how you know it's true love, right? <laughs> for real. That's agape love, man. Yeah, I love that absolutely. Word. Agape. Um, it's fun to say in agape. Yeah, agape. <laughs> but with all of that being you said, said but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was so childish. <laughs> um, booty, with all that being said, I'm just kidding. But with all that being said, um, thank y'all for watching and uh y'all tune in next time. Uh we do uh, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up. But y'all go at Godspeed. Appreciate y'all, love y'all.